Hello, and welcome to Curiosity Kill the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm going to be getting into episode six of season three of Succession. Um, since it's Thanksgiving week, and I'm not really sure how uh, how my schedule's going to be this week uh, with everything going on. Um, I'm just doing this as like my first reaction. I watched the episode tonight. One time I listened to half of the Watches podcast on it and I was like, all right, let's just do this. Let's get it out. Um, so if I miss any of the finer details that I, I usually like to get into, uh, my apologies. This is going to be kind of like a, a rapid fire uh, response to this. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how the the energy of this episode uh is so strange. Um, it left on such a funky note in the last episode that, like, coming into this, seeing Kendall be kind of, like, incognito the whole time, uh, you know, making his moves, being unabashedly uh, awful towards his lawyer, like, one of the best lawyers in the fucking country, uh, who's definitely like 50,000 times smarter than him. Uh, but no, he chooses to act like a fucking troll and, uh, he's trying to get freaking Lisa on the out. He's trying to find his yes guys. I have no idea where the fuck Naomi went. Um, you know, if it's not footloose and fancy free, I don't think she sticks around. Um, we've got, you know, Greg is not with him anymore. Greg has officially turned to the dark side. He's suing Greenpeace suing Greenpeace. And, uh, in this episode, we get to see him, uh, you know, celebrated for that, for that, uh, random turn of events. You know, uh, old Papa Ewan, uh, decided to, uh, leave the, his side of the fortune to, uh, Greenpeace. And, uh, Greg was not so happy about that in the last episode. And, uh, here he's, uh, talking to some right wing, right wing dude bros. And they're all, uh, applauding him for his, uh, prowess in suing Greenpeace. I guess it's not the easiest thing to do. So, um, yeah, we have Greg going, uh, going in some circles himself. We see Tom going in like a slower style of a circle, but he's still spinning a little bit, but he's, 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 by the end of this episode, he's regained a little bit of composure. I don't know what it is, but he's, uh, I think that meeting with Kendall really just sealed the deal. And um, I don't think at this entire show, like all three seasons so far, um, I don't really think we've ever seen a whole lot of Kendall and Tom one-on-one. It's a very interesting dynamic, you know, sister's husband, sister's uh, older brother, um, and uh i just thought it was uh pretty poignant and very fitting for tom to end the uh uh impromptu meeting with kendall by telling him you know i have uh i've seen you get fucked uh time after time and i feel like you're going to get fucked here and i have never seen logan get fucked once so he just is like goodbye good day, sir. Uh, I enjoyed the double hash browns, but I'm, I'm on my way. And Kendall, like just a little fucking prick, takes out his fucking phone, takes out his phone, and proceeds to, uh, snap away. And, uh, Tom just looks at him, 
just sort of like you're just um fucking nasty germy gum stuck under my shoe you fucking piece of shit like literally just um I wouldn't want somebody to look at me like that uh and Kendall knows it and he just uh oh god I don't know Kendall is um Kendall Kendall (laughs) just uh he blew it with the, uh, what was it, the DOJ or the FBI or something, um, some set of initials. He, you know, his lawyer fucking told him, like, we're not in the best position because, like, all your papers and stuff, there's holes. There's, it's, it's, it's starting to get flim flammy. And, um, I think Kendall knows it and I think he knows he doesn't have enough, um, muscle on his side uh you know when you want to go on your own you you are on your own we saw the the uh the sort of um that bubble kind of burst in the very first episode when Kendall uh does the press conference hops in the car and Carolina has to remind him this is a company car like where like based off of what you just did you don't work for us anymore and so that has been like hit home time after time after time like fucking Kendall you you don't get a hop in the company car anymore you don't get a nitpick and pull Greg and pull at Tom and think that you've got uh you know an ace uh uh an ace up your sleeve by hiring the town's most expensive best lawyer just to fucking uh show up your family or take her so that they can't use her. Anyways, it's just, um, his plays aren't really going anywhere. And it's going to be interesting to see if, um, Kendall just goes this kind of sideways, zigzagged, bitter pill kind of, um, uh, attitude throughout the rest of the season or into the next episode, whatever it's going to be. But, um, gone are the days of like, uh, you know, meth head Kendall, you know, uh, experiment successful. Gone are the days of, uh, techno Catsby. uh, part co Kendall has left the building. Okay. We are in like, um, I'm here to kill my family. Why doesn't like, why doesn't everybody want to join me in doing this? And it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And they just, when Kendall starts kind of acting like Rogan or Logan kind of acting like this, petulant little boy uh it's just I think really off-putting to the people around him and again you can keep buying yes people and publicists and lawyers and this and that but um how many are you going to go through like how many are going to go through and how many times are you going to blame that on other people (laughs) um how many times is it going to be other people who uh you know caused the drama and the chaos into your life no it was it was um it was uh it was pretty much Kendall here in that regard. And another person we see um spinning a little bit in this episode is uh Shiv. Someone who's not really spinning out at all. Uh by the end of this episode, it's definitely fucking Roman. Um that little fucking alt white fucking I just knew ugh, of course there was something deep down in Roman. Um he's just such a little bastard sometimes. And picking you know, going to bat for this, uh, one potential presidential candidate is, uh, 
it's going to put a real, it's going to put a real, um, kink in the chain of this family, uh, that's already just full, full of them, full of them. Um, and Shiv is totally off, but there was a super like kind of handsome older guy that was like trying to get her to like five for him. And she pulled and she tried and she looked back, like she looked back, like they talked and he was like, you know, being super schmarmy, getting his way in there. Right. And she just, uh, she's like, okay. All right. Whatever. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Uh-huh. Walks away. And then she turned around. She fucking turned around. That was like a nice wide shot moment for me. Um, Needless to say, we didn't see them stupid anywhere in the hotel or wherever the fuck that they were at. Um, so yeah, so Logan, uh, is not going for that guy. Logan possibly, uh, you know, lets the idea of Connor like, uh, roll on the tongue for a little bit. I don't know what wine people do. Oh my God. Speaking of wine, Oh, when Shiv and fucking Tom opened the wine from the winery and it was earthy and, uh, not vegetative, but not sugary. Uh, it was an interesting play of words that they got into there. And Tom started to talk about prison again and Shiv got really fucking upset. And then Shiv tried to just, you know, maybe we could just have sex. And then, uh, Tom was like, I don't think we should have sex because there's no point. And she was like, what the fuck do you mean by that? And he was like, well, you know, you're still on contraceptive. So if I can't put a fucking fetus inside of you, then I don't want to fuck you. And that was pretty wild. I thought, wow, I, uh, you know, (sighs) that's a big, uh, that's a big one, Tom. That's a, that's a big ol' big ol' um, yeah, I don't even, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to just, uh, we'll just, we'll just move on from that. Um, but this fucking meeting that they're all at where it's clear that like whoever's the head of the fucking ATN, the ATN crew, uh, tend to have a huge say in who gets nominated and put into the, uh, we're put into the races. And so, um, forgive me. It's getting a little late here. Um, so, uh, anyways, um, Logan is letting everybody, he loves this, right? Everybody's doing their little dance for him, doing the little show pony thing. And, um, I think the one guy that he liked was the one guy that, uh, wasn't catering to him that said, I don't, I don't fucking need ATN. I don't need, that's like basically called it a dinosaur. And that's the guy that, um, Roman is pulling for. And, uh, I see what they did there. I can see clearly that they, uh, that that asshole said those things to, uh, you know, just kind of hook, hook Logan in there. Right. Um, brought him a Coke. No problem. Can we get Logan Roy a Coca-Cola? The vice president said, no, sir, call fucking room service. And this asshole came in and was like, here you go, sir. I'm surprised he didn't line up a fucking line of cocaine for him while he was at it. Uh, eager motherfucker. I thought that's what him and Roman were doing in the bathroom for a minute. I was like, these guys are either doing drugs or they're going to start fucking. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, none of those things happened. Um, they were just chit-chatting in the bathroom and Roman brought him into the main uh, living room of the hotel suite, and, um, the song and 
song and pony dance thing all done all over shiv uh we all know we could feel this timeline crashing down right you just uh if you're an intuitive person you know when the uh rolling waves are coming in from the fucking deep and she knows that they're coming in deep like a fucking tsunami she knows this is bad this is not going to be good this is not standing next to dad anymore being the good girl helping the family this is like a serious compromise to beliefs and if we thought greg was pretty cool for standing up to them by saying uh as an american i think it's my responsibility that we don't nominate connor um god damn i would have rather had connor a little puppet you know what i mean uh and fucking logan even made the fucking jfk daddy the joe kennedy fucking reference if joe kennedy could do it with his boys so can i oh logan oh my god but would you give your kid a lobotomy like joe kennedy i don't fucking think so i don't think logan would do that logan wouldn't do that right logan would not do that to one of his kids but joe kennedy did do you guys know that uh mary kennedy um outlived all of her brothers yeah uh the last podcast guys did a really intense series on the history of lobotomies and uh uh mary kennedy's story was told in that and it is awful and it is uh one of the most horrifying um things that's ever happened in American history in terms of like a wealthy influential family who's like poising their kids to become presidents um just like against the family's will and knowledge goes and gets his freaking uh slightly mentally challenged daughter uh a lobotomy without telling anybody in the family and uh woo, what a fucking doozy so I don't know if Logan Roy wants to go down the uh the Papa Kennedy papa kennedy fucking road here um i'm like several 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 podcasts ago i mentioned maybe possibly i didn't mention maybe i said i would do this um i have yet to do this um but i mentioned hey wouldn't it be cool to do kind of like a conspiracy episode kind of getting into uh the uh the pop the whole papa kennedy thing and uh his inner workings and ties to the mafia and stuff um long story short uh the godfather has been kind of like this in and out theme for this uh season here and um yeah that that moment there just uh was like yeah i just uh i don't think we should forget the uh horrifying things that that joe kennedy did to his family. Uh, I know we like to call them Camelot, but it's more like a, a cursed thing. And, um, I don't know. He, it seemed like he used his children's as pawns and I mean, Jesus, I know. I just went from the Roy's and now we're talking Kennedy's, but I'm just like, this guy did so many shady deals. So much bad energy surrounds this fucking like dad of this family. And it's like, JFK gets shot in 1963. Robert Kennedy, a few years later. Fucking JFK Jr. A fucking plane crash. Like, what the fucking fuck? What did you do, bro? What the fuck kind of curse did Joe Kennedy... Like, what sort of deal did he fucking make? Because I'm sketched out, I'm weirded out, and I feel like Logan is just sort of like, yeah, I'm gonna go down this fucking road. Like, they wanna play me. Like, they told me I was dead. I'm not dead. I'm just worried... I'm concerned. If Shiv's worried, then I'm worried. You know what I mean? I know she could be dramatic, but like, 
all of those kids can be dramatic. Um, it was a little bit of a bummer to see kind of Connor, uh, get like super excited a little bit. You know, he almost like believed it was real, uh, which reminded me of like when Shiv was like, is this real? Like, am I going to be the CEO? And, his, and, and daddy was like, yeah, 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 pinky. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh, so that was kind of like a similar moment to that. Uh, felt, felt for Connor there, felt for Connor there. Um, that one guy in the, uh, meeting, one of the older, rich, white Republican dudes was definitely pulling a fucking pretty woman move on Connor's fucking chick. Definitely was like, oh, have, why don't you come up to my fucking estate with or without Connor? Ugh, gross. We got it. You're asking how much. Get the fuck out of here, you Ugh. But that guy, I love that actor. Uh, L for Love. He's from Dodgeball. And he was also Eddie in True Blood, a vampire that Lafayette used to get um, blood from. Uh, but the guy that plays, I can't remember his fucking name, but plays the guy that they, they gave the endorsement to by the end of the episode, that the guy that Shiv didn't like, um, he was in Angels in America. So we got another HBO fucking family guy here. I cannot remember his name. It's like Tony. No, it's not Tony. I'm getting it confused with Tony Goldwyn. That's the hot dad from um, last uh, last house on the left, and uh, he was the president in the Olivia Pope show. Scandal, scandal. I never watched Scandal, but I know who Olivia Pope is. So there we go. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty much all that there is to say about this episode. Uh, I'm delirious and I need to go to bed. But um, yeah, what a doozy. I mean, fucking Kendall. <sighs> I miss Jerry. There was no Jerry in this episode. Where the fuck was Jerry? Why wasn't she a part of this? I guess she was running the company. Hugo. Shout out to Hugo. Making those calls. Making those moves. Uh, Logan and Carrie, his Patty Jenkins looking, um, secretary. I think I love this cause I, I'm pretty sure he's, uh, did him and Marsha quietly get divorced? Like what? <clears throat> I just, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know where Marsha is. There were deals that were made and, and Logan said he couldn't eat shit right now, but I don't, I don't. I don't really know what that means. There's so much that happens in this show that I don't really understand or I really don't know what it means. And I, I, I like to think that like, I'm in the majority here that like, I'm like not everybody's like so fucking smart that they know every angle and positioning and aspect to this show. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm a super fan. Uh, and as, Roman once said, um, I'm smart, but I'm dumb. And I, uh, it's one of my favorite lines ever written for television film ever, because I relate to that. Um, one of the only things I can relate to in this show. So, um, if I skipped over anything, my apologies again, we're going into Thanksgiving week and I just thought, let's just get this done. Let's just get it out there. You know what I mean? I don't want like Wednesday to like roll around and like the turkey is like defrosting and like the potatoes need to be peeled. And it's like, oh, fuck, you didn't watch Succession five times this week and write notes and then get into it. So um, anyways, I'm done. Goodbye. Have a safe week. And, uh, you know, stay sane, stay safe out there and stay curious. Also, uh, real quick, I needed to come back in um, because I could not talk about like the single most important 
uh, most fulfilling aspect of this episode. Uh, when Tom and Greg go to the diner, um, the same one that Kendall and uh, Tom go to later in the episode, uh, we get our favorite, we get our, our, you know, you gotta break a few Greg's to get the fucking tomlet, to make the tomlet, right? So we are in the kitchen, we're in the diner, and Tom looks like he has never been to a fucking IHOP, Denny's, Pancake House, Waffle House, anything before he is just like touching the menu and you know, him and Greg, they order their food and they go over what they go over. And Greg is like, can I pitch in with you? And he's like, oh, we can pitch our time up together. And oh my God, hopefully we all won't go to jail. And that was the Greg and Tom meeting. And then by the time we get Greg and Kendall in the fucking diner, uh, fucking Tom, he knows what he's about. He's gone from Tom Wamsgams to fucking, uh, 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 Ron Swanson. Okay. Tom Wamsgams is now Ron Swanson. He knows he wants all the eggs and all the bacon. He knows what he's about, son. And, uh, he wants the fucking double hash browns amongst the rest of his delightful sounding breakfast. He, he's a man who knows what he wants. And I think, uh, I think Tom really held his own in the scene and he didn't let Kendall steamroll him with the silly, like, I guess I'll just watch him. <laughs> Cause Kendall's like, I will not even fucking even eat in here. Oh, because that's like how rich he is. And he tries to condescend Tom by calling him, basically calling him a fucking country, country bumpkin. Uh, you know, trying to be like, oh yeah, you really love my sister. Sure. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Not working today, Kendall. Not fucking working today, Kendall. Take your little weaselly fucking shit and leave. You know, I'm not even going to call Kendall a weasel. Weasels are really cool creatures. My Patronus in the Harry Potter world is a fucking weasel so Kendall doesn't even get to be called that he is a fucking conniving little snake just a snake that wishes it could be a fun furry little weasel never in a million years he's just a slimy slithery fucking snake I'm really upset with Kendall I probably won't be next episode but um yeah I guess uh I, I might as well just let this little blurb end goodbye